Howdy folks, I want to welcome you to another episode of Life Around the Fire. My name is David Hutari and I'll be your host today. We are a podcast that is devoted to spiritual growth. And when I'm talking about spiritual growth, I'm referring to growth in our relationship with God and in our relationships with one another. What I'd like to do in this particular episode is kind of kick off a three-part series on this whole thing of walking in the resurrection power that has been given to us who believe in Jesus Christ. Not just believe about him, but who've actually been transformed as a result of the Holy Spirit engaging us with the life of God and imparting to us new life that's found in Jesus Christ, the very life of God. (laughs) <laughs> where where we have been forgiven, literally forgiven, released from the bondage of our previous way of life, which was dark, actually sinful, full of things that were wrong. He broke the bondage. He released us from the prison. He bought us out from the slave market and delivered us to our Heavenly Father as children of God, citizens of His kingdom with all of the rights and privileges that He has. Being born again of the Spirit of God is a supernatural act that can only take place as a result of believing in Jesus Christ. The impartation that comes to us by faith is supernatural. It is not a self-help program. It's not us trying to polish up our bad ways and somehow by our own efforts become good. If we tried, we will die trying and fail. The reality is we all need the touch, the power, the truth, the life of God. Without him giving us his life, we are lost. We can call it anything we want to, but we are lost in our own transgressions. We are lost in our own lostness. We are bound in fear, in pain, in doubt. We are lost without Jesus. With him, we have his life that becomes a compass within us. His spirit becomes a guide for us, and we begin to live a new life. New creatures, a type of creature that has never been on this planet before. It is a creature that is human, but has divine life in it. That's us who are born again. 
Praise God. And so when we come to Jesus, he imparts us his life. We begin to walk in the resurrection life. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, from the dead. The same spirit that took a dead body, a literal dead body, dead as dead can be. Not just a suspended animation, but a dead body. That spirit infused that body with life, and that body came back to life, and now is seated at the right hand of God the Father, and is going to come back to earth, but that body is raised as an eternal body. That same power, that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells within us now, for those of us who believe in him. With that in mind, that means that we have a down payment that's been given to us. Our full inheritance takes place once we die, and we experience a literal physical resurrection. But the life that's been given to us now is a down payment, and that down payment is significant. It's not just a measly little thing. It's not just a way for us to get good and do good until we get to heaven, and maybe, just maybe, if we do good enough, we can get in there. That old way of thinking is nothing more than religion. And, you know, if you take a look at things in America, in America alone, there are at least 200 different denominations, different brands of Christianity in America. Now, in the world at large, of the 2 billion people that are followers, that claim to be followers in Jesus around the world, the two billion, there are 45,000 at least, 45,000 different aspects or different viewpoints on Christianity. Now, I've heard it said, well, that many, how can you know what's true? You know, there are people that will divide over the sheer fact that someone didn't open an envelope correctly. We will all find ways in which we can do something different. Sometimes it's power, sometimes it's prestige. Sometimes it's because people don't practice things the way that we want them to. Sometimes they don't believe the way that we want them to. And so we decide we're going to go somewhere else and do it our way. That is not something that falls on the shoulders of God. That's just the sheer fact that we as people sometimes are fickle. And we don't walk things through. That's why relationships break down. We go another direction because we don't want to go through the hard times. I get it. That does not negate the fact that there is a life-giving power in the life of Jesus Christ that has nothing to do with the various denominational differences. It has everything to do with the reality that we are born again of the Spirit of God and that we have a down payment in us right now that's intended to make us functional on the planet so that we can be a people that impact the world around us with the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> so... All of that being said, regardless of how many different denominations there are, there's one of you and there's one God. Now, what do you do when you have in your life a vision, a plan, a purpose that you have felt is from God? In fact, you know it is. It's been spoken to you at whatever point in your life you have had that wonderful encounter where this vision of God is very, very, very clear, and you begin to participate in it, only to find out that a few months or years down the road, 
it dies. It dies, man. And you're left with that wonder in your head, what did I do wrong? Well, let me present this to you. That is probably not something that you did wrong. In fact, it's probably something that you were doing right that led you to the place where something had to die because your view of it was less than what it really was. Or the fact that something has to die in order for there to be a resurrection. I'd like to focus in on that point more in this particular episode and in fact in this three-part series. And I've kind of borrowed a term from the late, great John Wimber when he presented this particular question. He goes, how do you spell faith? Right? The word faith. How do you spell it? And of course, the answer would be F-A-I-T-H. He goes, ah, there's a new way to spell faith. And it's called R-I-S-K, risk. That's how you spell it. And that's how you say faith, risk. Because risk takers are the people that walk in faith, meaning they have trust in God, even though, even though they can't necessarily see everything clearly. That point brings us all into a place where we can agree, right? That we don't see things clearly when it comes to seeing things of the kingdom of God with our eyesight now. As human beings, we see in part, like the Apostle Paul said, we see things partially. We know things partially. But when the perfect comes, then we will see clearly And then we will know just as we are known. However, we live in the already and the not yet at this point in world history. The kingdom of God is at hand, but it's yet to come in its completeness. And so it's here already. And there are times where we have a demonstration of that kingdom. And that kingdom gives us a glimpse of what is coming. And what is coming is going to be eternal. It's just not yet. Already, but not yet. Now, risk-taking. The reason for risk-taking, and the reason that I'm sharing it on this particular podcast, is because if there is the death of a vision, and I mean a real death, where you don't try to pretend that it's dead in hopes that maybe it'll come back around, but that it's literally dead, just like Jesus was literally dead He was not just pretend dead. He was really dead. And along with his death, a death of a vision came to a lot of people because they had a way of thinking that they were absolutely convinced was going to be taking place. And that was this. Jesus was going to usher in a revolution. He was going to usher in an insurrection against Rome that was going to take the Israeli nation and put it back into a place of prominence where they were going to overcome Rome and they would begin to see the domination of the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. And they were anticipating it taking place right then, right there. That's why they said, Hosanna! Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord where they threw palm branches down. They claimed him king. They were ready to inaugurate him king except that wasn't the way it was going to go. There had to be the death of 
that particular vision as well, because that viewpoint was not accurate. That viewpoint was less than what God had planned, and God doesn't want us to settle for second best. Even though it's hard at times to see a vision die, it's important that it does so that we don't settle for second best. It's not punishment to see something go away. Sometimes it's actually a promotion. It just doesn't feel like it. And even when we get the promotion and we start walking in this resurrection power, which is my encouragement to hold on because God is going to resurrect that vision. And when God resurrects that vision, that vision can walk through barriers, just like Jesus walked through walls with his resurrected body. Our resurrected vision can go through barriers. They can accomplish things that it wasn't able to accomplish prior to that. Even though it was good, even though it was significant, it still wasn't the best and God wanted to die so that he could show what it was like to see a resurrected life. God wants people to be people that demonstrate what it is to live a resurrected life because it is like a city on a hill that can't be hid. It draws. The Holy Spirit draws people to Jesus by us loving one another, by us loving God, by us demonstrating the kingdom of God, by us taking risks. That's the encouragement right now. How do you spell faith? R-I-S-K. What do I mean by that? I mean this. I mean that we as people, when we have our hearts moved inside of us, deep inside of us, when we have an understanding of the Spirit of God and His presence, and we are in a place where we are in communication with him, where we are actually listening to him and obeying him, or we're in a place where we are willing to obey him, even if we don't hear clearly. We're willing to take a risk. We're willing to take a risk of being wrong. How about that? You say, well, I don't know, man. You know, what about prophecy? If we're wrong, that makes us a false prophet. It doesn't make you a false prophet if you're practicing. It just means you're practicing. It just means you haven't developed everything yet. It's a means, it's a matter of how you approach things. If you approach things like the person who's the person of the hour, too sweet to be sour, right? You're the one and your word is the word. Well, man, I mean, you don't leave any room for anything. However, if you are humble and you approach a situation with the possibility that you might not be correct, without giving a bunch of apologies and excuses for what probably isn't going to happen, how about just taking a step on your internal impression and risk being wrong, but also risk being right? What if it's correct? You'd never know if you didn't try. You would never know if you didn't try. And so, here we go. That's what we're going to be focusing in on in the next two podcasts is examples of people trying, giving it a shot, both giving it a shot where you get it wrong and giving it a shot when you get it right. And the way that we communicate is the key to the whole deal. So. What I'd like to do right now is take a moment and pray 
and just present ourselves as people that would be willing to be risk takers, willing to be wrong, but also willing to be correct, but at least being willing to take some risks, even though we might not see things real clear right now. Little side note, the more that we practice, the better at things we get. The more we actually take risks, the likelihood of us being correct increases because we begin to see things in a different way. Let's pray. Father, God, thank you so much. Really, 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 really. For the resurrection power that you've given to us in Jesus Christ. For the newness of life, for the reality that we are walking around as people infused with your life. And that your life is looking to demonstrate itself to the world around us so that men, women, and children can be drawn into relationship with you and with one another in a healthy way, in a real way, your way, Lord. We honor you, God, we worship you, and present ourselves as people that are willing to take risks. And we ask you to help us by your spirit, and we trust that you will And we secure this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right, folks. I love you. I hope your day goes smooth. If you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, please feel free to drop us a line at lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We'll get back in touch with you. In the meantime, adios, amigos.